0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of CNBC Podcast. My name's Aaron. I'm Rebecca. I'm JDF.
1: And I'm Joanna.
0: And we are currently not yet sponsored. So, if you would like to sponsor us, please shoot us a DM because we would like to get paid. <laughs> Money. <laughs> yep. In the meantime, we have a special <laughs> guest with us. We got Dylan Lay in the house. Ooh, bah, hey, yo. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> we also have to do our own sound effects too. <laughs> well, Dylan is a pastor over at FCBC and a good friend of ours. An awesome photographer, um, and you know, I think I have. I think I'll just let Dylan just introduce himself for us because uh, I'm gonna miss stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, my name is Dylan Lay. Born, and raised in Phoenix, and. Um, I've been doing photography for pretty much since high school, uh, but also now I serve as a pastor at First Chinese Baptist Church of Phoenix, and I've been there for about five years, and uh, it's been an amazing journey, and uh, yeah, hopefully I get to share some of that with you guys today.
0: Looking forward to hearing all about it. So, you said you mentioned you started uh, photography since high school. Mm-hmm. So, can you elaborate, like, who got you into it? Like,
2: what was your first camera like? Yeah. you know. Yeah, so I started photography mainly because I had to take uh, art credit in high school um, to kind of like satisfy all the classes. And I chose, I had the option between ceramics and photography and I knew for sure I could (laughs) not make anything in ceramics. So I went for photography and um, I remember my first camera was just like a point and shoot film camera because Mm -hmm. it was a film photo lab, um, which they don't have anymore actually. So it's kind of cool that I was like part of that era. uh, Yeah, part of that era. And uh, I thought my photos were garbage, but then my uh, teacher was like, these are amazing. And I was like, yeah, they are. So (laughs) um, Ever since then, I kind of just got the shutterbug and it's been fun to take more pictures and capture memories. Um, That's kind of how I got started. And then from there, it just became this thing where um, I wanted to connect with people more, capture events and kind of like bring out... um, people's personalities and kind of just help them see like who they are and capture yeah who they are mainly nice nice so I guess if
0: someone were to like come across your pictures and your your photos and everything would you how would you like describe like your style of photography like and you mentioned like you know just capturing the moments and everything but how would you like describe like what makes it like your photography unique for you unique to you?
2: Yeah. I think for the most part, like I've shot a lot of portraits, whether that's like senior portraits, family portraits, and a lot of weddings and stuff. And so I think a lot of it is just like life and their personality is what I try to highlight. Um, So I feel like my specialty is kind of like making people feel comfortable and bringing out their personality and kind of sharing with the world like who they are and what they're about. And so I feel like when people look at, um, in terms of my portraits, uh, a lot of personality from the subject.
3: Do you feel like your style has changed throughout since the beginning up till now? And how does it look like?
2: I think I tried to change it a lot of times just thinking like I need to do something different. But I've actually recognized that I've reverted back to like what it originally was a lot of Mm -hmm. times. And um, I figured like, When I try to change it, I feel like I'm not being true to myself in a lot of ways. And I'm trying to like Mm -hmm. adjust to, you know, like the new editing styles or like the mood that different trends come and go. And so I've noticed recently, like whenever I do take portraits, I end up going back to like uh, what I started with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think for me, it was like, it was totally different. Like my style, because you're you're my photo mentor and I copied your style to the T. It was like overexposure. Super bright, really fun portraits. I was like, this is not me, but like I got good, you know, just trying to copy you. And I think throughout the time, I was just trying to figure out like what my style is, and like with the current trends, like I didn't, I didn't like it. Like it wasn't me. You know, I was like, oh, like this is, uh, you know, that's how kind of like how I felt about those current trends. Like it's nice, but not for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I think I come to realize like mine is very dark and filmy look looking, and I kind of stuck to that for like a couple years now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can always tell. It's like that's GDS photo, like for sure. <laughs> and it always is because there's a. See, certain that, that's look. a
3: telltale sign for like all of us. Like I know when Joanna takes her photos, and I know Reb's still finding hers, but like she has like a specific like photo quality that I know that's it's her mm. photo.
1: Wow. Yay. <laughs> Maybe one day we should just post all our photos anonymously, and I, not guess. Yeah, and I yeah. guess who Ooh. took the photo.
0: I mean, I That'd think Aaron, Aaron's Probably gonna
3: be, be really easy. He's just landscapes because they're just landscapes. like the crazy
0: colors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I like clouds. <laughs> There's a lot of clouds here. Cloud motion. <laughs>
4: So I'm curious because part of your personal style was like the ability to highlight people's personalities. So just out of curiosity, do you have any like secret tricks for like if your subject is kind of shy and you need to like bring mm, out their yes, personality yes. and like kind of coax it out for during a difficult shoot?
2: Yeah.
1: Ooh, I'm taking notes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I try to spend time with them ahead of time and that helps a lot. And I've noticed what is the most genuine reaction and the most genuine personality is actually when you... Um, Allow them to invite friends to come shoot, oh. like just even if they're in the background, it just makes them feel so much more comfortable, um, and it helps them like express themselves more genuinely. More
1: well. support, yeah, <laughs>
2: I think so. Yeah, makes a big difference for sure.
0: Nice, nice. So, uh, what makes this episode special today is that we have we titled this called the elephant in the room, and we titled this because. Um, based on our community, we uh, are part of this church network of close churches that we have all we all know each other and so um you know we 're all creatives from those space uh from those spaces you know at the core of it we are um we 're followers of jesus christ yep. and so we wanted we we were like we did all these episodes and we were talking about like you know it 's kind of like an elephant in the room because we never really like talked about it but it 's such a big thing and like why we, you know, do what we do and, what our, uh, and how we approach our everyday life, you know. And so that's why we asked Dylan to come on today, because as a pastor, we, he can shed some spiritual wisdom onto us from about faith and creativity and how those in interact. So um, I think what would be really cool if we started off is if we shared about what our faith upbringings are, and feel free to take as much time as you want. Uh, but um, I think it's cool if we, if our listeners have a better idea of who we are as children of God. Um, in addition, you know, and, and how that also plays into our, um, and what we do in our creative fields. So, I have no idea who's gonna start first, so I can start first. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so for me, I So I grew up in a, in a Christian home where my, my parents became Christians. Um, my mom became a Christian later in life, and but my dad became a Christian when he was in high school. Um, so my brother and I, we both uh, grew up Christian, and we went to church and grew up in Florida and everything. Um, and m- part of most of my life was marked by a health condition that I had. And so... Um, because it was such a big part of my life, it naturally uh, in intersected with my faith a lot. And there's a lot of different moments where um, we pray a lot together, uh, asking for healing. Um, it was a very, also a big thing for our church to, community to get into it too, right? Everyone knew what was going on with me. Um, but it was really nice to have, um, you know, my parents like walk me through that. Um, but it was also really hard too when you. Are limited in what you can do in your life, and then um, you're not able to really like live out life as how you want it to be. Um, but rather, God has set like you know a path and you know different things that you're gonna do, and so you sort of just are there for the along the ride. And so um, it was most of my childhood, and then when I moved out to Arizona um, in 2011. Um, it was kind of like a forming years for me. Um, I was, I got to be a part of Ch- uh, Greater Phoenix, Chinese Christian Church, um, mm-hmm. over on, in Chandler? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
3: Chandler. <laughs> I was like, I keep thinking it was like Base or Greater Chandler. Phoenix area. Greater mm-hmm. Phoenix
0: area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think it was my first time like going into a church that was really like, had a lot of like Chinese people and a lot of Asian people. And like, it was really fun to see, like, to get involved in church and to have um, everything go on. And I learned, I grew a lot of my faith in that way um, and such. And, you know, I really had a good time, like just serving and uh, learning. And then actually it's during our youth camp, our annual youth camp, I think it was 20, I want to say 2012, yeah, something like that. Your first one? was it was my first one? No, 2013, 2013. Cause I think 2013 is when I, I was like, Oh man, like Dylan and JDF are so cool. And <laughs> I want to be just like them. Those guys, and I was like, hey. and then you guys like, you guys were like all like, like, like you guys introduced like, like break dancing and hip like, and like dance and then everything like that <laughs> and hip hop. And I was like, wow, these guys are like really, really cool. And so like, I went home after that camp and actually started learning how to uh, pop and that was, like, one of my, like, skills before, like... Because um, before I was doing breakdancing, I wasn't very good at it. I only do, like... Uh, I wasn't very good at it in general. So I started uh, popping, and that's how, like, I, you know, developed foundational skills in that and, and everything. Also, because I really wanted to impress, like, the older <laughs> guys. Like, like just, like, <laughs> like, next year, I'm going to be, like, so good at popping, <laughs> and it's going to be, like, the most lit youth camp (laughs) I I was a cool kid but I was was like going to take that to the next level you know Um, but yeah and then you know I learned uh, started doing dance and so that was like I wasn't too into the creative arts at that point I was really into music and uh, guitar and I was like really really good at that Um, but and it allowed me to also I'm really thankful for that because it allowed me to serve on the worship team Um, going into college and everything we uh me and Reb, we, along with, well, uh, the, along, <laughs> <laughs> along with a few others, we, um, oh, well, shout out Daniel Lee, Alfred Chang, Larry <laughs> <Lair laughs> Young, <Yeah. laughs> Myung Sa. is that it? yeah, that's it. Um, we started <laughs> our Epic Movement at ASU, and that was a real blessing to be a part of. Um, throughout the later parts of college, you know, I fell into a crisis of faith. I wasn't sure if um, God really wanted me, but you know, after good prayer from others and um, encouragement to seek him. I, you know, eventually learned to build my faith on a more solid foundation. Um, and that time I was also dancing as well too. I was taking classes, doing choreography. Um, I was even trying to choreograph my own pieces as well too. Um, and so, and then going into now, we're going into I think we're still in pandemic-ish. Yeah, yeah, so kind of. Down. We're still in pa- pandemic. Hashtag Delta <laughs> variant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty much. it. now we are, we are going into uh, next era. What God has planned for me, and next that next era is going to be Pittsburgh, Ooh, which I is Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh is per- there's going to be pierogies there, Ooh. but most importantly, oh. is I'm going to be doing grad school there. At Carnegie Mellon University Ooh, for data science. Wow. So, um, really just trusting in the Lord for this whole moving process and this transition. Also, living in another state mm. by myself for the first time in like mm. a really, really long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, just really leaning on the Lord and, um, you know, being weak as much as I can, which is not very hard, um, to allow God and His strength to flow through me. So, yeah, that's me.
4: That was like not just Faith, that was like all of Aaron. <laughs> that was all of Aaron, yeah.
0: yeah. Faith upbringing. That's crazy. Still bringing. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
4: Since I'm talking, I can go next. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So, um you're going to hear like some pretty similar names like GP, which is like. A church, you know, I I went to GP, too. (laughs) Um, I think I'm the the most OG out of everyone because I moved to Arizona in 2001. Been there ever since. Um, But yeah, so I think my faith walk can just like be characterized through the lens of like growing individually, but also a lot with others. So um, kind of starting out with my family. um, My parents are both Christians and they're also both musicians, um, like professionally, which is very cool. Um, And so I think there was, like, a lot of influence there in allowing me to, like, engage with, like, my faith and also music kind of at the same time because that was, like, always intertwined in our family. Um, And with my family, like, it definitely wasn't just like, oh, you have to go to church or else, like, you're a bad daughter or something like that. (laughs) Um, It's – I think it's actually been, like, a unique growing process of, like, my family has been growing in our faith together, especially as we face – a lot of different trials. Um, so like, for example, my brother who has down syndrome and autism, like has been facing a lot of like behavior challenges in like the last few years, um, like a lot of anxiety mm. and like ob- ob- obsessions and stuff like that. And so like those experiences have helped draw my family closer together and also closer to God, just having to lean on him through those situations and, you know, having faith that things are going to get better and that he has the best in mind for us and for our family. Um, So that's kind of the family side. Um, Individually, like definitely grew up going to GP and going to church, but things kind of started to like click around like middle school where I was like, oh shoot, like they're telling stories and like they happen. Oh my gosh. Like it was, it was different, you know? (laughs) So um, yeah, that kind of characterized itself. Like I, um experienced a lot of joy in the Lord especially through music um and that was like a really awesome experience in college, especially. And also in college grew a lot in like my love for like the Bible, like the actual Bible, which like always felt so stale, you know, like growing up, you're like, eh, Bible, boring. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. And then just engaging with it on a deeper level, like the history and the language, which uh, I majored in history and language. So like that kind of helped now that I just said that out loud, um, like being able to engage more deeply through like those lenses was really, really cool and help me grow a lot in my faith um and also just through the community that i've had like um my friends at gp or like erin mentioned epic which is like our college group um just being able to like connect with other people through like music or through community um or actually like thinking back like the community was actually kind of a creative outlet for me because, like, I thought up some crazy activities Dude, like in so our first fun. few
0: years. They were really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, just
4: like thinking of ways to like get people to engage with like the questions of life and questions about God and stuff in like a more interesting way. Like I remember one night we were like throwing paper pl- paper airplanes off the balcony. Oh, and that I, was fun. Oh yeah, I had like so many crazy yeah. ideas. Yeah, if you're an up and coming
0: so, youth pastor and you need ideas oh, DM for games. Me.
4: DM me I got the archive (laughs) yeah that was like so fun for me and that was like kind of a creative outlet but sort of like also a faith well definitely a faith thing because it was faith related Mm -hmm. um thinking back on that's kind of cool um and I think like you know pandemic has definitely been a challenge like for me in a lot of ways including spiritually but um like Aaron I'm also moving to the east coast for grad school like now um, (laughs) I'm going to New York Columbia University so i'm super excited to like re-engage with um like christian community mm. um in a more tangible like oh there are humans here kind of way um yeah just super excited to see what that's going to bring about
1: as well yeah i wow. oh, just sharing updates in this life
3: updates too <laughs> i mean that's what testimonies are all life about Updates yeah. right? are, are God updates. our story is just yeah. always ongoing upbringing is changing we're always growing yeah, yeah. upbringing yeah bring along
0: <laughs> ring-a-ling <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no.
3: laughs> all right i'll go next um so for my background uh i am filipino-american i guess you could can you say that like i mean i grew up yep. i was born in the philippines and then immigrated here yeah 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 I still you F- okay, okay. Yeah, cool, cool. Filipino American. <laughs> oh, i guess you can america. say that since majority of my life is in america right yep. so yeah. uh my mom is a christian my dad grew up catholic and then when he met my mom became a christian um, but being Filipino I think the Catholic culture is definitely heavily ingrained our Catholic faith is definitely ingrained in Filipino culture to be if I'm going to state that statement correct um, so a lot of people kind of just either are very devout Catholics or um, even Christians there Like it's kind of hard to get away from like the Catholic culture whether it's uh, do good works uh, to some people believe that you know i i even when i was younger i I believed that i had to do just be good do a lot of good works do good to be saved when in reality uh you don't need that you just Mm. need faith in jesus which i guess if we fast forward in college that's kind of like where everything figured out um and i grew up in the bay area or i guess i get a lot of my swagger from so much Um, swagger just so much history so from there. You have
4: no idea. You have no <laughs> idea. This is a
3: podcast. You don't even know. <laughs> and then moving from the Bay to Arizona, this was like about, I remember it very clearly because 9-11 happened that year. And then my dad was like, all right, we're, we're moving to Arizona. I was like, this is the worst year ever. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, there's so much changes because I felt like this is the first time like I actually saw like. I not question, but like I saw, like life was so precious at that moment when you when I saw like thousands of people Mm -hmm. dying, and then what was cool? I mean, not cool, but like what was awesome to see people come together after such a tragic event. And I think during that time it made me think about a lot of things, but not really. But that's when I questioned. I was like, man, like life is short. And then. And then after that, I kind of got emo because it's like, oh, I'm moving away from California. I lost my friends. And being in the Bay, like, I, I thought, like, everything was, like, in Asia just because majority of my classmates <laughs> were Asian. And so when I came to um, Arizona, that was, like, my first case of, like, culture shock. Like, I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of white people. Um, I don't know how to react. And I think because, like, it's such a weird environment for me and... Not many people came up to me like, "Hey, let's be friends." And so I kind of became very quiet and more into myself. Like I would say, California me was like very outgoing and like rambunctious, mm-hmm. and then Arizona me kind of just like repressed that. No, nah. just because it's like if I act like if I act out, like I won't make friends. And so throughout, I guess that's like my story from Arizona. Ever since I moved to Arizona to like even college, it was just like trying to find my place. Just because I never had friends or anything like that. Um, and then fast forward to college, um, there was a girl where she was like, Hey, do you go to church? And I was just like, You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, <go to> ch- <laughs> I used to go to church and say stuff, stuff like Shout that. Shout out the name, do it, do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, like in my mind, I was like, Oh, she's cute. And I was like, Yeah, I'll go to church. And what was cool about going to church was, uh, there is was people I saw in high school that were trying to invite me to that church, which is Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. Shouts to them. Um, but me being like, I was just like, man, like I said yes to a girl, but not to those guy friends. I mean, they know <laughs> what's up. But anyways, uh, th- during this time, like I was uh, getting into photography and yeah, like uh, everything kind of just fell into place and the girl that invited me over is like, oh, you should meet Dylan. He is uh, a really good, Photographer, and you guys can like talk shop and you know whatever, have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think Dylan was like out of town for like two or three weeks for that, and I kept coming back every week. I guess it worked, right? God's timing. Because yeah. I was like, man, where's this Dylan guy? I, I need to meet him. share. Yeah, Dylan and it was cool. And when when the time came, um uh, when he when I when I met him, I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. He was really inviting and like it it hit me at first, like how like inviting and welcoming people can be just because like right right then and there, Dylan's like, hey, like if you want to hang out, here's my number. I was like, oh, we can just become friends just like that. Like I thought I had to like work for that. And so because of him, like I stayed and then um, people in my age group were like, hey, uh, you go to ASU, right? You should go to our small group. And I started going to small group and everything like i I, questions i had theologically um just like battling with like my theological background from what i learned from just growing up from the catholic culture of filipinos and just my very limited knowledge just because i stopped going to church as a kid um everything kind of just clicked right then and there just because everything just got like answered questioned and the one thing that made things made sense was uh God's love like mm-hmm. experiencing God's love through uh, the community knowing that people are so patient people are so kind people never judge me right from the get-go they're like hey like you're you're are you're willing to be part of this community like we will include you and I was like dang and so because of that like everything just made sense it just clicked mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I'm ready to like fully place myself in in God's family, and right then and there, I got baptized, and kind of every since every every ever since then, like it kind of just fell fell into place. Like I started serving,
2: hmm.
3: uh, serving youth camp, teaching, uh, doing a lot of things, and just growing in in my faith. And on top of that, like what helped me build community is photography,
2: hmm. and so
3: photography was just kind of like an icebreaker for me. And it kind of just brought people together and it was easy for me just cause like, Oh, people want photos. And like, it's really easy to talk to them, make them feel comfortable and do all those things. And then on top of that, Dylan was like teaching me to like become better. And in a sense, it was like metaphorically, like spiritually become better too, just cause like we spent so much time together um, and we're growing. We're just pushing each other to grow even more. And so because of photography and like me becoming me, getting into my faith in college like i guess if you fast forward to now like some like spark note stuff is that i i started going to seminary i just finished it um, so yeah i think that's like a big move like i didn't see myself going to seminary in the first place and now like the next steps is just like me pursuing some kind of ministry role mm-hmm. ministry job and i think After some time, just thinking about, like, what's, like, my mantra is just building community. Like, Mm -hmm. this podcast is all about building community. Uh, Viewfinder, the brand that we created, Mm is just all about building community. Shout out to Viewfinder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then anything that I do, whether it be, like, streaming on Twitch, uh, photography, just, like, anything that, like, I know is, like, working well, the main, like, foundation is just community and so like i think that's like god saying like this is your role like this this is what you're gonna do jdf i was like okay so yeah that's like my life story and update dude
0: right on
1: life story and update
3: right
0: on on.
1: (sighs) i guess i'll go next yeah
3: um (laughs) don't look at the tv
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so where do I start um I think first of all um unlike everyone here I actually not didn't grow up in the United States I actually grew up in Hong Kong mm-hmm. I was born and raised there and I came to this date when I was 18 but um, during my life in Hong Kong, I also grew up in a Christian family. My mom, my dad actually met at a Christian choir. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's cute. Um, yeah, that was pretty cute. And then so our whole family knows music. My brother plays piano, flute, all kinds of uh, musical instruments. I do play piano. I used to learn trumpet. Oh. And then my oh. sister also knows piano. And um, so with that background, obviously in church... Um, that kind of attracts people and um, a lot of people kind of ask us to you know serve at church you know like Mm. be the pianist during the service and be in the choir that's kind of like an automatic thing for us like it's a second nature to us so growing up that um, so to other people that seems like a privilege but to me that's a norm for me Um, and this normal kind of turn it into pride for me because i was i was a pianist when i was like 10 years old playing like on the main service Mm. which to other people were like whoa she's so young you know like she's so talented but i kind of like on my perspective i kind of took it for granted and um since i'm good at it so i kind of i don't brag in front of other people but I brag inside myself, mm. thinking that I can do it because, not because of God, but because of my of my ability. So that kind of uh, pride was living inside of me. And I also have perfect pitch and perfect rhythm, so I re- like, took everything perfect from granted. Everything. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> perfect everything. Just perfect. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so um, I took that r- um, pride with me for a real long time. But uh, fast forward to 18, that was when I, when my mom first sent me to the States uh, for, to go into American high school for an exchange program. Um, I didn't really think too much about it. I thought it was pretty cool. So I went and um, I joined one of their marching band in their high school. And at first I thought, um, whoa, this is a cool opportunity. You know, I'm really good at music. I have perfect pitch. I have, you know, yada, 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 like. No problem, going, no problem. But the first day that I landed when I first joined the marching band, when I hear your story, JDF, that was like when you moved to Arizona from yeah. California, I resonate so much, yeah. because you' know, growing up in Hong Kong, there are a lot of Asian people. You can barely see any white people. I went to that high school was in North Carolina. And that was the first time that I have seen no Asian. It was just pure white skin, like white people, mm-hmm. like blonde hair, um, all that. So that, like, I experienced a lot of cultural shock. Like, I didn't think I was going to experience that. Well, uh, well, I I knew that I was going to experience some kind of cultural shock, but yeah. not that big. And then with jet lag, with... Um, Uh, with language barrier um, back then I didn't really know how to speak English that well Um, like I know a lot of textbook English but not conversational English so it was very different and uh, I thought that I was really good at music but turns out people in the marching band they're way better than I do Mm. like they know way more theory they know way more instrument they play more beautifully and I was like crap what do i do you know like i t- the things that i took pride it's just kind of breaks everything down um me so and i couldn't really make any friends because of my la- language barrier so um i was really struggling like the camp was like 7 days but i don't i was like barely surviving like the first 2 days um, like during practice I was so super tired but I didn't want to sleep in front of them so I was just like dozing off and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, you know, it just, it was really struggling for me. Like, I don't know if they understand what jet lag is. So I was like holding it to myself, but like, you know, it just keeps dragging and dragging. And I think like by the end of day three, like at the end of day three, I was like really, really frustrated and um, break down. And then um, I was like so close to crying, but um, like at that moment, I hear something in my heart that says, you know, just pray to God, you know, just say your feelings out loud to God. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, first of all, I kind of decline, like reject, you know, thinking like, well, I'm going crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. but like this voice keeps coming like stronger and stronger. Just say it out loud. You'll be fine. Just like, trust me, just go for it. And so I did. I just say like this is so frustrating. Uh like this thing it took for pri- uh took like like I'm really proud of um how come like everything's just so different here in the states, you know. So I think like back then, like the younger me, I I know there's a God out there, but I didn't truly believe there's a God unless he proved something to me. So I th- I, I remember I said that well, if you're really God, then prove something to me. Help me make friends here, and like help me survive. Like I literally used the word survive. Mm. Like help me survive this camp. And so, I, and then I cried, and then I fell asleep like a kid, <laughs> you know. And then, um, and then the next day, I remember I woke up late. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, unlike the other days, this time even though I woke up late. Somebody in my room like woke me up. Like they were like, Joanna, it's time to wake up. You're late, you know. <laughs> so I kind of felt the warmth. That whoa, well, like the first three days, nobody really seems to care about me. But like, really, like after I pray, somebody cared about me. No, it just got coincidence. But um, as the day goes on, um, I, I was in the percussion team. And the people in the percussion team started to talk to me like, whoa, like, where are you from? You're not asking about my background and Mm -hmm. everything. So I was like, whoa, okay, like, this feels different, you know, like, like, God really listened to my prayer. And so, um, I don't know. I just think that that experience, it's a turning point for me. Like, it went from me taking, um, me taking, uh, well, me thinking that I am good at everything, especially music to like me humbling myself down and, um, knowing that God is here. Like I know that God, um, is the, God is the person who gives and takes away your ability. So, uh, not ability, but like gift. Um, so I just really think well, it might seem pretty small to other people, but to me, this is like a really big turning point for me to mm-hmm. not take everything uh, for granted and don't be prideful about um, about everything that I have. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of carrying to um, what I have, even though like um, later on, I started to pick up photography, and I I I know I'm good at it, but I won't be prideful about that like i will um now because of the previous experience i know that this is a talent that god gave me Mm -hmm. and so um i wanted to use it to glorify him and use it in other ways to you know bless people with taking good pictures and bring out that everyone is beautiful
2: nice yeah
1: so here's my story (laughs) all
2: right i'll go um yeah i grew up in a non-christian home so uh, most of my life i didn't go to church or anything like that uh, but then one day a friend invited me to church to just come hang out and i just thought why not and everyone was pretty nice anyway so i thought it'd be a good place to just hang out with friends um and my life it, up to that point was kind of just like uh living for myself i was pretty selfish and i think i was just really focused on like myself like most teenagers are right yeah um but then once i got to church I got to know people more and I started questioning like why these people believe what they believe and like what makes them different about them and I see something different about them so I kind of like am really curious about what it is and so sure enough you know they care for me they reach out to me they just like show God's love to me and then I started to question like okay is this God real that they follow like is Jesus real and then I just started asking God like can you make yourself real to me and I think over time the actions and the care from the people just really spoke to me. And I kind of came to the conclusion that God is real and God manifests himself through these people and how they express their love for me um, because God loved them first. And so that's what they're doing. And so from then on, it was just like uh, I just grew more and more, started studying God's word, um, became more um, just Uh, more studious of yeah the scriptures and maturing in my faith in those ways and uh yeah it's just it's definitely made me who i am today and everything that i do is because of um that moment so my goal in life is basically like i need to share this with other people and i need to care for other people because that's how like god reaches other people as well um but yeah, that motivates me, that drives me as a pastor now as well. And so everything I am, all of my ministry, everything I own, everything I do, it's for God's glory. And I want to show people like why it's so important to know him and to trust him.
0: Awesome. Thanks guys for all for sharing. <laughs> and because all of our stories are round
3: of applause. Yeah, round of
0: applause. <laughs> and if you're at home, round of applause too. Um so it's really cool that, you know, from each of our uh, faith upbringings, we've had, um, our creativity has really shown through it, uh, whether through music, and it's definitely evolved. Like it's, I don't think we've actually like, we've dabbled in a few things, but it's definitely evolved from a different uh, place. Like for me, it was music and the dance, and then some photography. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it'd be cool if we can like explore this, the intersection between faith and creativity um, given, given our group and everything and so um, Dylan your role as a pastor is really unique because uh, you also have your passion for photography. And so I'm just wondering as, as a pastor, how do you how did you approach like did you ever like sit down or stand up? <laughs> um, and you thought about like where does photography like where does it fit in my ministry? Where does it fit in my what God is
2: calling me to do? Yeah, um, I think early on my approach was that God has given me this ability and so I wanted to use it to bless other people. And so the whole time, photography was more like a tool to me so that I could spend time with people, so I could reach um, people that I never really like hung out with to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so it was just an avenue to meet more people and to care about them in different ways and provide for a need. And so most people are looking for po- portraits and things like that. But as I think deeper now, um, because to be honest, I don't even shoot that much anymore. A lot of my time and energy is towards ministry, and I'm I'm spending a lot more time honing that craft of like being a pastor and preaching uh, most of the time. Um, but I think we you really have to like come to the understanding of like, well, God is the creator of like creation, right? So um, God's design and like God is. The greatest artist of all time hmm. and so when you kind of come to that understanding like god has given me these abilities and he's also like the greatest artist and you draw from that source it just makes everything that you do even more powerful mm-hmm. and there's a purpose behind it there's a drive behind it because you want to honor and glorify him and kind of like uh draw from that source and i think that's that's somewhat of the intersection there
0: That's awesome. So it's like, you know, the things we do and create it creatively, the things we explore, it's sort of just capturing who God is and, yeah, and that too. Do you ever have people like come up to you during like after service and everything and like ask for like, like, do they ever ask you for advice on like how to balance being like a photographer and also, you know, serving in the church or in their role in the church or anything like that? Have you ever had to like counsel someone through that?
2: Can you reword that question? Actually? Yeah,
0: I'll try to. I was rewording it in my head as you said. That. Um, it's like, you know, for full time like uh, creatives, um, like photographers, dancers. I'm, what have you. What have you. <laughs> um, it's different than the corporate setting that, you know, uh, like working in like a nine to five desk job, you know, it's different than your meetings, your schedules are different. Do you sort of, have you ever sort of given advice or counsel to people who have kind of trying to balance, um, like, you know, studying God's word and this, the, the disciplines of the Christian like walk um with their careers and has how how, what kind of pieces of advice have you given for that
2: yeah i was thinking is there really a difference between like a creative and just like a person in a corporate job Mm. and from just my experience is that everyone struggles almost in the same way but it manifests itself in different in different like spaces Mm -hmm. right and so um I think everybody out there is struggling with, like, how do I balance my spiritual life with like the daily realities of life and the daily grind? Um, and I've been there, too, where I've worked six years in outside of the church, and it was just like, every day you wake up and you're not really sure if you have this purpose behind your work. And it feels really kind of degrading, and it feels discouraging a lot of times, um, because you feel like a lot of this is meaningless work. Um, But I think a lot of that is just a shift in attitude because there is purpose behind your work. And most of it is you're at a place because God placed you there. You're at a job because God has put you there intentionally, whether you think you believe that or not. And most of the time, you're surrounded by people, no matter which job you're at. If you're working with clients in a creative project, um, you have a photo shoot, or you're an engineer in an office just cranking away on a computer, right? And so it's all about relationships and there's people around you all the time where you can develop those relationships and show that God's love towards them. Um, so I just, I just see like, you can't really give out what you don't have. Right. And so it really starts with your own personal relationship with the Lord. And, um, I think you have to really, Be honest with God, first of all, and just let Him know where you're at. But also know the truth that God is with you no matter what. I mean, His Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, right? That's what it says in the Scripture. And so God is always near to us, even though our circumstances might change. um, He might feel distant, but the truth is that He's always there. And so when we kind of get into this um, intimate space with God and we come to terms with who we are in Him, we understand our identity better, then we can go out into the world and then we can produce art that is glorifying to Him. We can um, build relationships that point people to Him. And so all these things kind of really start with like, where are you at in your relationship with God? Before we talk about like what you're creating and what you're doing, right? And so um, we have to fully know who we are in Christ first. That's really good.
0: I'm like straight up taking notes. This is
2: crazy. <laughs> this, is good, yeah. this is good stuff, guys.
3: This is good stuff. I'm yeah. speechless for now. I think, like, I mean, just to go continue off what Dylan was talking about, and your question, Aaron, was just that I think our our community itself is like, some people are still making in the 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 little, little fine line is like, when do I do the jump? When do I? How how do I do this? Or you know, where do I go on from there? And then to include, I think, the, the our faith aspect to it, then it creates like a more a lot more pressure for them. But um, the more I'm thinking about it, is just like, uh, I, like I said in my in my testimony, where I'm, my whole thing is just about building community, mm-hmm. and I feel like right from the start when I figured that out, and the moment God was speaking to me about that, I was just like, this is it. Like if anything that revolves for me in my relationship with God it started from there. And I felt, I feel like I'm very successful in the sense that like, I'm not doing this full time, but like there's a work in progress. And um, I think every year that I, I always do a checkup on myself and like with our team and like, we're just like, yeah, we still want to do this. Yeah. We still want to create. Yeah. We still want to build community. And I feel like for me, it's just like, I don't know the answer for like how to answer or even give advice, but I was just like, you know, you just got to check yourself every year. And with those passions and your relationship with the Lord, I think you kind of have to, if if everything aligns, then it's just like, am I, is this right? Is this good? And if everything checks yes, then I feel like, cool, like you're on a, you're on a path.
4: So this is sort of spinning off in a slightly different direction, but I, I really like what you guys are saying about um, kind of contextualizing the work that you do or the like, creative work that you're doing, um, particularly by bringing in relationship like that seems to be like a big root of like how to bring God into the picture specifically. Um, but I'm also kind of curious if we kind of remove relationship from the picture and we just look purely at like what is being creative. Do you guys think that like overtly spiritual themes are necessary to like bring God glory in that sense. Or is there another way that our creative work can bring God glory even without being like, Hey, this is about God, you know? (laughs) 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 Because I feel like just, okay, expanding on that a little bit. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's kind of, you know, an amorphous thing to just be like, oh, we create to bring God glory. But I'm like, how how does that work? You yeah. know, like, are people looking at it and they're like, I feel the Lord, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the first thing I think of is just like going back to creation um, when we're created under the image of God. And right from the get-go, right, right from there, like we have an image of what God sees us as, right? We're like we're like God in a sense that, like, I feel like if, if God was a human, which he was, and yeah. is. Hey, shout um, out to Jesus. Yeah, shout out to Jesus. <laughs> shout um, out to the, you know, the Prince Came of in that form, right? And we have the opportunities to do the things that he do, which is also create in terms of, like, art as well. And so even if people aren't believers themselves, they are inspired through that sense um, that's true and so when we do creation and um, most likely because how I define art is just like an expression of oneself and whenever someone interprets that artwork in themselves they they are invoked as some type of feeling or emotion and there's got to be some inspiration from there and so even if, if it wasn't God inspired or anything like that God is working in and throughout you know the world that he created the people that he created, um, whether they have relationship with him or not, there, there is some inspiration from there. And I, so like, if we're talking about like art from an aspect of just like emotion or feeling like as an artist myself, I'm creating to have people when they look at my image there, there is a certain feeling that they get. And so I guess if we're bringing back relationship, like I'm more personalized giving someone like, you know, I'm providing portraits for someone. It's more personalized to them because it's like, I'm creating like a, a great image for, for them. So when their family and themselves sees it like, Oh, I'm good looking or like, wow, like we look good as a family or whatever. Um, that's like me expressing my talent to provide them a great like artwork. If that makes sense.
0: No, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the, the creative outlets are created by God to showcase his beauty and who he is and it's like you know each part is just each of us play a part in that you know capturing like the relationships the what the beauty of like people of of his of his people um of the earth um of music of sound of everything that's beautiful right that's just god is god created created the outlets so that we could do that so we could document and we cr- we document and we, you know, create this sort of I don't know mass encyclopedia of God. You know, I don't know if encyclopedia is the right one, but it's like an encyclopedia. Mosaic. Yeah, the mosaic. Ooh. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I mean, and we mentioned like, um, just like you know, relationships is such a huge part of it, and and service and and everything like that i think it's also a good time to talk about viewfinder as well too and um talk about viewfinder uh, what it's all about and you know home back to viewfinder because i know i think the last time we talked about viewfinder was like a while back maybe (laughs) like episode one (laughs) yeah (laughs) something like that so i mean jada if you can like Give us like a the background yeah, give yeah. Us like a, just a quick rundown of, of viewfinder and, and what what the what your vision of it, of it is
3: so it's been about a year and a half since we launched um, which time flies but I think even before the formation of viewfinder the photo community that we kind of started um, was all, all in an accident and I was like so from viewfinder started in March 20, 2020.
1: 19. 2019. Was it
3: 2019? I think it was around earlier than that too. Oh, that's the photo meetup. That's the photo meetup. I thought Uh, the photo meetup was earlier. Photo meetup was like 2018. And that that first started from there. And first photo meetup was cool because I, I I had a lot of relationships and networking um, connections with a lot of photographers in Arizona, Mm -hmm. but the photographers that I knew that they don't know each other. I was like, I'm gonna find a way to connect them all. And the one project that people um, did not have experience in was studio photography. It was like, hey, are you interested in studio photography? Uh, I'm just gonna gather a bunch of photographers so you guys can just practice and like, y'all understand each other, y'all understand the language, so this will be a, a really cool event. And it turned out to be a great event. And I never really intended um, for a second one, but everyone's like, so when's the next meetup? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> i'll think of something and um kind of it the schedule worked out to be like every other month to to meet up and so kind of just happened but i think as more meetups came in i was like oh we gotta we gotta do something we gotta find something that people can identify themselves as and how we can define the community and so this was like 2019 september around that time
2: mm, I see. when
3: everything started making sense and uh dylan and i already in the concept of just Creating a brand in a sense that like people can say, like, oh, we're a part of this brand, we're a part of this community, we want to rep viewfinder. And the slogan was, um, as photographers, we, we get to see people's stories. We encounter so many relationships, we encounter so many people, we see their stories. And us providing photos and giving pictures, we, we, we have that responsibility of telling that story. So a lot of people see us, so we're being seen. So see and be seen and then not you guys the news channel no not, at all. <laughs> not team and issue. so when uh you guys were like thinking about doing a podcast of oh, yeah. like yourself and i was like hey <laughs> i'm thinking about doing a podcast and i think we should just do practice episodes just to, yeah. like get our feet wet oh yeah and like you know just get over the hump of oh, just like that was fun right this like you know like getting the nerves out and so that we just casually just talk and like this is like our normal talking voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still working on mine. <laughs> and then uh, after I think it was like after like two practice recordings, I was like, "Guys, why don't we make a podcast?" And I have an idea. Like this is the our slogan, C and scene. Let's just make, let's just go off with that. And everyone was like, "Yeah, let's do let's it." Do it. And, yeah. Um. Right when January hit, we kind of like recorded our very first episode, mm-hmm. and we kind of like. Recorded one or two more after that before I left for Japan. Yeah. I and know. that was cool because it's like I got to like go away for like a month and like really think things out mm-hmm. and get inspired by, you know, Japanese culture and everything beautiful from Japan. Now and, and I also went to the Philippines and met family and just uh, got a lot of inspiration from there too. And recorded I came back. with your
0: uncle too yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah, I
3: Interviewed my uncle there too. And When I came back, I was like, guys, I'm ready to launch this thing. I'm so excited. And we had shirts and everything like that. And we kind of like solidified the community right at March Mm -hmm. 2020. Viewfinder. Um, And so what's cool about that now that we established Viewfinder, we've had more like formal workshops that people can like ask like really deep questions. And thankfully, I have a lot of cool connections with people who are already doing it full time in the field, uh, whether it be videographers or even photographers, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just cool. And even we had an architect, too, Zachariah, yeah. um, just to share his thoughts. And so that, that's what the community would look like in person. And the podcast is just like an extension of, like, what that community is all about. And so, yeah, that's, like, a few is all about. We're just building community through art and kind of just, like, how we express ourselves differently and how God made us differently. But even though we're all Christians – for the most part, like people some people we interview may not even mm. be believers, but that's because okay like we're all we're always accepting we're not judge judgmental or anything like that, just because what drives our community too on top of like for us, like we're Christians, so God's like our foundation. But what brings people together too who may not believe in God is art. And that kinda like build that starts a community from there. And we get to live life together from there. It's a really good bridge. Yeah, exactly.
4: Mm. So for, for you, J.D.F. and Dylan, as kind of the founders, or as the founders of Finder <laughs> The fathers. Um, oh, ooh, I don't know <laughs> like that. It's the forefathers. Um, two fathers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, we're done. <laughs> um, but for you guys, so um, just kind of talking about this community and how it's sort of uniquely positioned in that. Um, it's like a very encouraging creative space, but also like faith is sort of involved, but like kind of not involved, because like you don't have to be a believer to like, Join the community, but a lot of the people there are. Um, just curious for anyone who would walk through the figurative doors of Viewfinder <laughs> and kind of join this community. What is like your ideal, um, like idea of how someone would walk away from like that experience? Like what would have changed in an individual that has gone through Viewfinder or is part of Viewfinder?
3: I for me is just like. I always want to invite people who are even have like a you know tiny, tiny sliver of interest in some type of creativity. <laughs>
4: That's how I got into photography. I just wrote people
3: in. I'm like, <laughs> you're you're interested, like come through, like like experience this community. And for me as like an artist growing up and struggling and just learning, like I took multiple years, like like five plus years to get good. And I don't want people to waste their time. Even though, like, those five years were, like, very instrumental for me. Like, imagine, like, if you learn from someone who is not even an expert, but, you know, had some experience in the field and you can learn a thing or two from them. And just a community, just talking shop and just, you know, trying to get something, um, take something away from learning from someone else. I feel like that's, that's, that's important. And... And so when someone leaves, I, I will want them to feel like, man, like I'm a part of a community. I have potential mentors that I could seek
4: mm.
3: and go from there. And so that's kind of like how I want someone who has you know, never heard of viewfinder or anything like that. Like when they come out, they'll feel like one, either they're like motivated to pursue the art that they were interested in and you know, start from there. Or two, like if they're already established, like, oh, I have a mentor community or people someone to people to relate to
2: to build on top of jdf like we have some real world examples of people who have come through viewfinder or just come through jdf and i in general um with the spirit of viewfinder Mm. there are so many photographers now that are better than jdf and i and it's awesome i i think that's like our ideal that they would become so good that they would be so successful that they would like outdo us and that's already been like shown through so many people like
4: i'm a melinda stan yeah <laughs> dude, there's so yeah. many
2: good photographers now that are way better than us and it's like awesome to see and uh yeah they started out just talking and getting to know us and what we like to do and so we get to share our passion with them and then it grows into like this crazy thing that we never imagined yeah you raise
1: raised a lot of babies <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> All right, this is I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah. I think it just hit me just because like the people that we interviewed, like from the top of my head, like Vic and like Melinda, when they mentioned me as like photo sensei. I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm old. Um, <laughs> but deep down, like even though I was embarrassed at the time, um, I felt great just because they're amazing, talented people. And I consider it like, they might won't admit it, but I think their works way better than mine. Mm. And uh, I feel proud of that. Like, I was just like, I, you know, we created an environment, a community that they were able to thrive even more. And then like, for example, like for Vic, Vic was able to seek out a community out in New York where people are right. like hustling and creating. And, mm. you know, there's just like a mecca of art right there. Melinda's in LA. Yeah, Melinda's in LA. Boom. We're coast to coast. Sense. Yeah. Hey. yeah. And they were able to find communities and people that they were able to get better from as well. And so I'm glad that we were able to create an environment so that if even if they leave the, this community, they can seek and know what it's like to find good, true community.
4: Mm-hmm. Kind of just like tying a bow on that. It seems like the goal of this community is like really to grow people and Specifically, it's happening in the creative sense. Like, people are getting better at their creative skill, like photography or whatever. But it seems like what also comes out of that is, like, they grow in their passion, and they grow in, like, their excitement for, like, different areas of life, and they grow in their desire to probably mentor other people who have, like, um, who, like, they can be a mentor to. I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so it seems like there's, there's some kind of individual, like, change in addition to just like I'm getting better at photography.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And then like this podcast itself is just like an extension of like what we do in person, what we do uh individually is just like generalized now. And we can share our struggles and experiences and you know we're not perfect. And we, we, we yeah. share that throughout the seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. And you get to hear other people's struggles too. And it's just a process, and you know the lesson that we always hear is just enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that community we built is just like let's just enjoy the process together.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Remember when we first started? We just invite like obviously photographers, but then we just invited other creatives. Like, oh, you dance? Yeah, just come. You know, like yeah. oh, you do videos? Yeah, come. Oh, you paint? Yeah, you can come. You know. But, like, when they were, like, oh, yeah, we don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to take photos. Like, no, just go. Just hang out, you know? And then, like, that kind of spins into, like, different type of, like, sparks, you know? Like, yeah. people find other passion within the group. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, like, this group. Like, once you join this group, you'll find something. But I think this is a safe platform and safe um, group that you can just share and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then people accept it and maybe i don't know encourage each other and um and then you will just get something new i guess yeah i think
0: think there's a lot of opportunities and for our community to grow and to connect with each other and like you know there's opportunities for the different fields to like overlap yeah and everything for a photographer to learn about painting you know for a dancer to learn about Knife making. <laughs> oh, nice. Kind of, of dancing you and, doing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Swords>. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of opportunity and you know, even though um you know, the pandemic has put a hamper on, on a few things I and mean, you know, we're you know, we're we're excited to see, you know, things that are gonna come out and the community being built and new people to meet and everything like that. So yeah, think of this. If you're listening, anybody comes through, I think this is an open invitation, like just um, it, it no matter where you are, um, young or old, just, you know, if you want to learn more about Viewfinder, just let us shoot us a DM and, you know, we'd be happy to get you connected and um, yeah, we're just really excited to see what it's going to be. Yeah.
1: It's just water running.
0: Oh, sorry.
4: Can you hear it really clearly? Yeah. Oh no. Wait.
0: No. Okay. It's okay.
1: Nice. We're recording in a house. <laughs> Life happens. <laughs> we don't have a perfect setup, but we just do it. Yep.
0: I think Well, we can start like wrapping up in a bit, but you know we have some rapid fire questions that we'd like to ask Dill, um, as is tradition for this season. Yep. And everything. Well, the tradition was, you know. (laughs) Maybe not so rapid. (laughs) Maybe not so (laughs) rapid. And also, yeah. (laughs) But, all right. So, our first one for Dylan is, is there any new skill you want to learn?
2: And since you're so cool, there might not be any left. (laughs) (laughs) Um, actually someone asked me if I was interested in real estate photography Ooh. recently Whoa. and I've never really done that before so Yo. I thought that might be like an interesting new challenge but like houses and stuff yeah like uh. um, investment homes and people selling and buying homes and things like that um, but also it's kind of like a nice little side gig yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I heard it's like pretty uh, it's unique in the way that it's shot so I, I would like to try that
0: Nice, nice.
2: Okay. So in an, what about an old skill you want to revisit? I don't know if this is considered old because I still feel like I'm still developing it. But um, in terms of ministry, I want to keep getting better at preaching. Mm. And basically preaching is like public speaking, to be honest. And um, that's like the number one fear of everybody. And so I just want to get better at it and uh, do well to responsibly preach God's word yeah
1: my personal favorite question what type of coffee if you drink coffee what um, type of coffee do or you, tea. you like
2: yeah I'll go with tea um, I yeah, like nice. <laughs> oh nice oh, sorry. oh nice, Team Aaron. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh nice TM <laughs> I like that cheapo, like, rice tea. I don't know. What's it what called, John? The, the one
3: that I... uh, Jamaica? Yeah. Jamaica. Oh, yeah. oh! Jamaica?
2: Jamaica. Jamaica? 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 Jamaica. Jamaica. Also a huge fan of, like, barley tea. Oh, oh barley. yeah. Barley. yeah. Barley. It like, gives you... So you like roasted tea. Barley. Yeah, you like the roasted. It makes you feel warm on the inside kind of thing. Yeah, okay. I like the tea from Tea Swirl because it's a little bit more roasted. you like hojicha.
3: Oh, oh yeah, Ooh, green oh,
0: yeah. Tea. oh yeah that's, <laughs> good. that's oh, tea. good that's the tea that's the tea
1: <laughs> if you like barley tea Rafa tea not Shout sponsored <laughs> yet please sponsor us but Rafa please tea sponsor has us. really good barley milk tea and
2: barley right. tea so I'll try, so try that try next it. I'll try that next
0: okay another one what can you never well, name three things you can never leave home without only three though I was gonna say like ten but
2: alright number one cell phone mm. Number two, water. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Number three, I like a hat. (laughs) A hat? okay.
0: Mm. Awesome. And any piece of advice you want to let the listeners know?
2: I guess I just want to share, like, I hope people live with a sense of urgency because life is shorter than you think, and these moments will go quicker than you think. No matter what age you are, like, Time is flying by, and so I feel like uh, I want to. That's my main goal as a pastor. Like I am a herald of like time is running out, and I hope people are looking to God or even just making the most of their lives in this very moment because it's it's fleeting. Yeah
4: rap is in shock i'm
3: in shock <laughs> <laughs> i'm
4: like having an existential crisis right now it's good it's good though it's good though
3: yeah Yay. <laughs> i mean it's like how i view it is like yeah time is short but at the same time it's not you know but i like the the whole gist of it or the crux is like you gotta make the most the things we time.
0: experience in this life are very short
3: yeah
1: <laughs> all right uh, getting
0: i'm getting it's chills, chills. <laughs> all right
2: um you got a favorite bible verse you want to share with us yes uh i think for me the one that stands out the most is proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. it's pretty popular it says uh, from the niv it's as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another and i think that oh, is man. uh Ooh. part of this theme of just community and um, encouraging one another. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of knives, check out Jesse Who's episode.
3: Yep, shouts. <laughs>
0: um, and one last rapid fire question: Can you please pray for us? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. That's
2: not a question. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to do it. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we we praise you and we thank you for everything that you continue to do in our lives, Lord. And despite all the circumstances. Um, God, we know that we can trust in you. We can place our faith in you. Uh, God, we know that you are good and your purpose for us is good. And so, Lord, I pray that my brothers and sisters here, uh, we would continue to pursue the passions that you've given us, the gifts that you've given us, and that we could craft and hone the tools that you've given us. Um, God, that we could uh, encourage other people through those tools and through those avenues and ultimately pointing people towards how good you are. In your glory. And so, God, I pray that uh, we would continue to be bold um, in sharing our faith, uh, that other people would know what it is we're about and what our purpose is, and that they would see something different, God, that they would see something different in us um, because it comes from you. And God, I pray that uh, the curiosity would build in them and that they would be so drawn to you um, through the work that we do and how we treat people. And so God I pray that uh, yeah. Jesus' name would be lifted up and praise things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Awesome. Well we want to thank you, Dylan, for coming on to this thank episode you with so us much. and yeah. address this elephant in the room. Now we can get that elephant out <laughs> and live it out and ride it.
4: <laughs> Ooh. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. well, for all you listening, so don't forget to follow us on our socials. Uh, check check out our episodes that are coming out. And yeah, shoot us in it. I have any questions, any recommendations, anything we should cover in our episodes. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.